Forex Fridays, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome back to Forex Fridays. And we're coming off of those comments from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell at the Jackson Hole Symposium last week, where that slightly dovish stance led to softness for the U.S. dollar. How might this shape things actually for the Forex space? And also, what will this mean for the European Central Bank, which itself is also gearing up for its next policy decision? And today on Forex Fridays, we're joined once again by Mr. Morris Cho, who is an investment analyst at Philips Futures, and he's here to uh, share with us his thoughts on what he's looking out for in the currency space for the months to come. Morris, thanks so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these uncertain times. And welcome back to the show, sir. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday to you too, John. Thanks for having me back on the show. It was All right, a good so, discussion previously. Absolutely. Couldn't wait to get you back uh, on the show to help us kick off the month of September, Morris. But let's just get to it with the US dollar. We've seen the index soften in the wake of Fed Chair Jerome Powell's speech at Jackson Hole, and the doves don't seem to be ready to cry just yet. Of course, we're awaiting the next jobs report later on, and a strong showing could bolster the case once again for tapering. But do you think that Powell's fairly dovish stance has now taken the bite out of any with possible support for the greenback? Well, uh, to begin with, I think I was uh, personally a bit surprised by the surprise at his dovishness. <laughs> okay. In my view, Powell, yeah, because Powell to me has been pretty consistent. Uh, so I think opinion is pretty split on which way the dollar should go or which way the Fed should go. So I perhaps lie in a camp which would think that at least uh, he's pretty justified and that uh, the dollar in against probabilities will probably trade sideways in the near term. It will be a summary about it. So let me qualify that. Uh, Powell's taper concerns, He, I mean, he's the foremost official and is conditional on a broad recovery. And actually many in the Senate, while it's supposed to be independent, many in the Senate are actually quite uh, supportive of power. So what you're seeing nowadays is a lot of rumblings. You're seeing on a, a lot of headlines, people are talking about Powell's second term, which right. is coming up already. So what kind of considerations are they saying? People are really liking how Powell is very supportive for the economy. The downside is that he's also overly, how do say, lenient on the banks, but that's a separate matter entirely. So actually what you're seeing is that, you know, Powell is good for the economy. He's good for a broad-based recovery. So he, that's what he's been saying since January this year. And I, he hasn't really changed his stance at all on that. So dovishness, in that sense, what you're seeing is actually the dollar doing that sideways trade. So I don't think it was really that much of a surprise in that sense. Mm-hmm. Do you, what, how, what sort of sideways action or channel might the dollar index trade in, if that's the case? I mean, can you help us quantify what that channel might look like? Look, You're looking at it more from the, say, bouncing off the bottom of the channel, you definitely won't see it go as low as it has in the previous months, but it's a lot conditional. Perhaps one clue you could start from is uh, bond yields. Mm -hmm. I think bond yields have bottomed out already, more or less, and you're looking at people uh, perhaps finding justification, but also looking into the data, like for example, tonight's uh, non-found payrolls data. They're looking into these data points to see if bond yields are perhaps going to be driven lower. So I think one way of looking at it is if uh, tonight's data release does see bond yields climb a bit more, then uh, what you're seeing is currently, to quantify it, uh, you're probably going to see the bottom of the channel currently for the dollar. Uh, I put it this way that I think uh, in terms of uh, wriggle room for tapering, right? they don't really have much wriggle room. There's only one direction it can go. It's a question of timing, not a question of whether it can bounce all the way back. 
so you know the Fed's taper intentions has also cast light on the ECB or the European Central Bank's own bond buying program, Morris. And now there's talk also of them now reconsidering the pace of their asset purchases at next week's policy meeting. How is might this factor into the Euro September outlook? And could we expect any significant uh, muscle at least that supports that common currency? If the ECB or Christine Lagarde decides to announce that they too might start to trim or ease off on their asset purchases, well, I think for the euro, uh, in some ways, it's kind of a similar situation to the to what we are seeing in the US, but with perhaps a bit more, uh, bit fewer details. In a sense, what do I mean by that? Uh, I think what they are looking at is firstly the economic recovery. Economic recovery is pretty strong, and in a ways, uh, they are afraid of overheating. And what do I mean by that is that they are looking at the inflation statistics. So your headline CPI, your core CPI, especially for August, when they started coming in recently, the you you were seeing that some of the ECB officials were actually getting perhaps jittery, where they start saying that okay, we are putting kind of a soft deadline for a taper to happen for the PEPP program, which is their pandemic purchase program, right? So instead of March 2022, they are saying that probably you're going to see it come as early as December. So of course, what you're seeing for that is something that's a bit of a bullish development for the euro. Uh, so they're not so, how I say, they wouldn't be as hesitant as uh, say what they're seeing with Powell in the sense, because, you know, for Powell, he actually is looking at certain metrics, like for example, uh, splits by gender by ethnicity how are they how are these uh, workers in the u.s economy are they seeing better outcomes and until that happens he's not going to do anything about it but you're not really seeing christine lagarde or the ecb actually tracking those kind of statistics on their end at least so you know the hesitancy won't be there so therefore in in my view at least uh it's a bit looking a bit bullish for for the euro in the near term Right. We're still speaking to Morris Chio, investment analyst at Philip Futures here on Forex Fridays for Money FM 89.3. Morris, let's talk about the Korean won. And we're coming off a week after the Bank of Korea decided to hike rates. We just got their GDP figures the other day, the growing 0.8% on a quarterly basis. Inflation, though, also hitting a nine-year high coupled with those continued robust solid exports. Is it just going to get stronger for the Korean won based on your um, assessment? In my view, it's uh, when you're looking at either a rate hike or a taper, uh, to put it very simply, you're looking at a vote of confidence for a stronger economy, right? Mm-hmm. So the, then it, you can simplify the question to do they think the economy is going to improve or not? So interestingly enough, I think what they've been assessing to really simplify or even oversimplify in a sense. So currently what you're seeing in Korea is a ongoing pandemic outbreak they are saying that it's probably going to plateau. They don't know if it's plateauing yet, but it's going to plateau pretty soon. So it, it hasn't really uh, seen policymakers kind of think about deflecting from a taper, as we've seen recently. So what they are thinking of is, again, it starts with inflation. It starts with uh, whether their industrial production, their economy is going to overheat. So these kind of considerations, I think it's uh, a lot of them, they take the lead from the US Federal Reserve as well. So what do I mean by that? Uh, Specifically inflation. So I think there's a consensus around the world at least that uh, inflation, increasing consensus rather. So this is a bit of a change of opinion, a flip if you like, Mm -hmm. since the beginning of the year where inflation above 2% may not be such a bad thing because actually they're recognizing there's a lot of deflationary pressures out there as well. So I think it is conceivable that there will be further hikes for for the Bank of Korea 
but as to how many and to how close together they will be, that's another matter entirely. Because there's already signs that, you know, at least in the region and within their own economy, there are signs of a bit of a slowdown. Uh, that some of the initial kind of uh, euphoric projections for some of the parts of the economy may not turn out to be that true. So there are some downside risks there in the sense that there may be a cap on the number of hikes or there may be uh, wider spacing between the number of hikes. So definitely it's not going to be a bit one way all the way for the Korean one. Um, uh, Morris, I want to get your outlook now on the local currency, the Singapore dollar. We just named a number of external headwinds that might shape the global forex markets. But ultimately, how might this play into our reading of the Singapore dollar? And will this matter at all for the local currency, which is now at about one spot 34 against the US dollar? Right. That's interesting because uh, it's coming at a time where, I mean, we are awaiting the policy ban announcement next month, if that's mm-hmm. right. So. Well, I think uh, one thing I may highlight, because I mean, there's plenty of headlines about it out there, but one thing I could highlight is perhaps that um, our economic recovery seems to be weighted towards, not not entirely supported by, but weighted towards uh, external demand, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to external demand, I note that uh, quite a few of our trading partners are seeing kind of uh, reduced economic activity. I would name one, perhaps China. Uh, China's recent PMI data, while it's not the end of the world, far from that, uh, but their recent PMI data for manufacturing, for services came in lower than expected. So what's interesting to me about that is, I mean, we are looking at some of our largest trading partners kind of revising their economic outlook downwards. Um, So to me, that remains a risk to our economy in a sense. So what I mean, so uh, why we are maintaining to me, I mean, at least why we're maintaining a kind of supportive policy ban is, uh, as stated, is to support the economy. So if you're going to see this kind of risk to our economy in the sense that our trading partners are slowing down, then conceivably one aspect I can, or perhaps one point I can add to this debate is, you know, I think a supportive policy could actually help our economy in mm-hmm. the near term. So that's my outlook for it in that sense. So it wouldn't really, you wouldn't really see that much pressure or as much pressure as initially thought to actually return to appreciating Ben. As we head deeper into the month of September, I wanted to ask you personally, which currency in this broad FX spectrum are you probably keeping closest tabs on? Perhaps uh, if I could return to one I briefly mentioned, uh, perhaps the, the Chinese yuan. Um, okay. Yeah, I think if uh, we take a look, we just draw up a chart of the Chinese yuan, uh, you can see there's actually been quite a one-way trade since uh, COVID broke up. <laughs> And it's kind of uh, it's kind of stabilized since then, but for perhaps the better part of a year, you're seeing it just go in one direction. So perhaps for uh, investors out there who's list- who are listening in and you're looking for opportunities in this kind. So I think it's uh, perhaps good to take a look at the Chinese yen. So some things I could perhaps point you to, so this wouldn't be an endorsement of which direction it's going, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely some, uh, there are bull, bullish and bearish cases on other sides. Like for example, uh, what you're seeing now is in recent times, the yuan has kind of been strengthening all this while. Uh, one question to ask is, you know, can regulators actually stomach a stronger uh, renminbi in a sense, right? Because you're already seeing in previous months that regulators have been quietly trying to step in to curb further yuan appreciation. Right. I'm not saying they're, you know, I'm not saying that they're, they're doing anything with their currency in that sense, but uh, they have been trying to, they have been trying to add a bit more financial stability and mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, moderating the expectations for the Chinese yuan. 
so what you're seeing is actually it's coming off uh, one year long one-way trade. Uh, another thing which would add a bit of uh, spice to the yuan USD trade is that actually, I mean, USD expectations in the next few months, uh, again, for the, US, for the US dollar, it's not a question of if a taper should happen, but when, right? So eventually a taper will come and eventually you're going to see the kind of uh, bullish impetus for the dollar. So what does that mean for the yuan in that sense? So um, that will be something I'll be looking at in the month of September, starting with tonight, which is the non-farm payrolls and what that means for the dollar. Right. An exciting September, it seems, for the broader FX space, maybe on the cards. I'd like to thank Maurice Chiu, investment analyst at Philip Futures, for joining us today on Forex Fridays. Maurice, as always, I wish you and loved ones continued health and safety during these times. We look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, have a good weekend ahead, sir. Thank you. And have a good weekend, too. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.